Hello, Church of the Good Shepherd. I'm glad to be joining you on this 25th anniversary of your founding as a church. And I'm grateful to Mother Natalie for making all of this possible. It is good to be with you uh, in this medium, and I look forward to being with you in person at some point in the future. God is good. We live in strange times. We're on the wilderness road. From our first reading from Acts today, then all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Pentecost has a backstory in terms of the Christian celebration of the feast, and that backstory is the Jewish festival of Pentecost. It's in order to keep this feast that people are visiting Jerusalem from all over the world on this particular day, as we hear in our first reading. Pentecost was simply the, the Greek name for the festival, occurring 50 days after Passover. Devout Jews and other worshipers of God were assembled in the city for Shavuot, which was, like Passover, a harvest festival in its origin. Passover was marked by the celebration of first fruits, the beginning of the crop season, Pentecost, the full harvest. Of course, there's more to be said about these two Jewish feasts. Passover commemorated the liberation of the people from slavery in Egypt, the passing over of the angel of death, and the Passover in the Red Sea from slavery to freedom. Pentecost, for its part, also recalled the giving of the law to Moses on Mount Sinai, the delivery of the Ten Commandments to guide the people in their community life. All of this informs the Christian celebration of Easter and Pentecost. All of this informs it. But of course, on this occasion of the anniversary of the planting of the Church of the Good Shepherd, we do well to remember the origin of these feasts. At Easter, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, a season which concludes with Pentecost and the giving of the Holy Spirit. In this sense, Easter is the first fruits, the first crop, while Pentecost is the harvest. Easter is the token of the promise, while Pentecost is its fulfillment. Easter is the leading indicator, pointing the way, while Pentecost moves the program forward on the path. First fruits and then the harvest, 50 days to encompass them. Now this relationship is not simply speculative on our part, but well attested in the Holy Scriptures. St. Paul actually calls Jesus the one who has been raised from the dead. He calls him the first fruits of those who have died. That's in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. Jesus' resurrection is only the harbinger of things to come. Now, Paul varies this in a couple of places by likening Christ's followers themselves to the first fruits of the harvest. That's in Romans and in 
the second letter to the Thessalonians. In other words, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead has set in motion a process that has not yet reached its completion. First fruits are just that, first fruits. There is still a Pentecostal harvest to come. At the very beginning of the gospel story, John the Baptist says of Jesus, his winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary. Jesus himself uses this harvest metaphor as he teaches about the disciples' ministry. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. The kingdom of heaven, Jesus says elsewhere, is like a field where both good and bad seed have been planted. The two remain together until the harvest. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Pentecost reminds us that we are in the harvest business as Christ's disciples, that we ourselves are simply the first fruits of a much larger harvest. St. Paul says that Christians have the first fruits of the Spirit. That's in Romans, the eighth chapter. Christians have the first fruits of the Spirit as we wait for the fullness of redemption. On Pentecost, as we read in Acts, the Holy Spirit is poured forth upon the assembled folk, as foretold by the prophet Joel. The prophet's words conclude with the promise that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is a Pentecost promise if there ever was one. The promise of an abundant harvest still to come through the mission and ministry of the church. Those assembled in Jerusalem are just the first fruits. Members of the Church of the Good Shepherd, on this 25th anniversary of your founding, we can rejoice in the abundant harvest that has already been brought in at this church. So much has been accomplished. Many of you remember all 25 years of this church's existence, and I rejoice in what has been achieved here. There are many outward and visible signs of the gifts of the Holy Spirit showered upon you over the years. Even more abundant, I suspect, are the multitude of unseen graces that have been bestowed here by God. Unseen graces in the communions that have been made here, the prayers that have been said, and the pastoral relationships that have been nurtured here at Church of the Good Shepherd. John Henry Newman once wrote, if Christ is our sole hope and Christ is given to us by the Spirit, and the Spirit is an inward presence. Our sole hope is in an inward change. 
as a light placed in a room pours out its rays on all sides. So the presence of the Holy Ghost imbues us with life, strength, holiness, love, acceptableness, righteousness. We know that people have been drawn close to God here in this community, so often in unseen ways, in the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Yet these are only the first gifts of the Spirit. Your best days are ahead. If Pentecost teaches us anything, it's that the Holy Spirit has much to teach us and an even greater calling for us to fulfill. Jesus says in the Gospel of John that the disciples will do even greater things than he is doing. Jesus himself sends the Spirit upon the disciples who are gathered around him. The Spirit given at Pentecost ever resides within each one of us. The unquenchable and always renewable source of power in the Christian life. The full harvest for us is still ahead. And now to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, let us ascribe as is most justly do all might, power, majesty, and dominion this day and forever.